Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the program. My name is Keel Thor. I'll be your host tonight. With me are the unknowns. Please give a warm welcome to a lady of high sophistication, Ashley, better known as Think, Change, Repeat. And she's a true Sheila from the land down under, Stella Q. Hello, hello. We're very aptly positioned, aren't we? I'm in the southern hemisphere of the screen. And you guys are up in the north. How are you doing tonight, Ashley? I'm doing well. I'm a little bit distracted uh, because of the going live situation. So we're definitely good on YouTube, but I do not think that we are on our other platforms. I'm seeing green ticks except for the red, uh, which is the one on the left. Rockfin, I think. That's Rockfin, okay. Yep. So, oh, that's saying Rumble. Yeah. Okay, so let's see... All right. Well, while you're working that out, oh, it's let me give a little introduction to our show for those who are watching us live, maybe for the first time. Uh, on Not Your Mama's News, we, the known as the Union of the Unknowns, like to bring news, high-quality news and information from around the globe uh, that uh, perfectly illustrates the clown world in which we live these days. And... To that end, uh, let's bring Stella in for a little, I don't know what she's got, something from Australia maybe? Hmm? Yes, the live world in which we clown. Let's let's uh, reveal what's going on in the Southern Hemisphere, which is not really a whole lot different to what's going on elsewhere, but um, we have scenes at the Sydney Opera House, which uh, were not very pretty, a um, little bit rattling for us older Australians who sort of watched the demise of <laughs> the great Australian way of life down to what, where we are now. Um, so what has happened has been uh, a reaction, a response to what has happened in the Middle East, which I'm not actually personally going to engage too much in the political side because I'm still figuring it out myself. And uh, it's very complicated and it's also very deceptive, I believe. So um, a bit early for me to say anything too much. But as far as the propaganda and that goes, um, so basically like what actually took place in, in Sydney and there was a peaceful protest in Melbourne from the Palestinian uh, community. So let's, uh, let me stop you just for a second. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, so those of you who have been living under a rock, uh, <laughs> the news is reporting that the Palestinians have effectively invaded Israel and Israel is responding with lots of bombs and things of that nature. So... I don't know if we can believe everything that's in the news, uh, but certainly there's lots of propaganda coming out of there. So, and people are protesting everywhere about it on whatever side they want to choose. So, continue on with your story. Yes, forgive me. That was a good point to backtrack on that because that was me just assuming that everyone knew that <laughs> what's just happened. But um, yes, so whether you believe whatever you believe about the motivations, or you know whether it's planned or what have you, it, the fact is that things things are happening there exactly what we don't know and there is a definite response around the world and I'm, I'm coming from Australia because that's where I am and uh, I'm not in Sydney thank goodness I'm really glad that I'm no longer there although that's where my I was born and bred um, so yeah it's kind of sad to see this because you know I've got a, a grandfather which who I personally never knew but I know of who you know fought for this country and all that kind of thing and I don't I don't mean to sound like a now, back in my day, we had to walk three miles to school with no shoes and the pouring rain. You know, I don't mean to f- sort of sound like that, but it was a pretty pretty good way of life, you know. Australian way was a really, really great – it was a great country, you know. There was no dramas. <laughs> but anyway, um, we all know it's a plan. So anyway, what's happened has been there's, there was a response in Sydney particularly that started at the town hall. It kind of got the flames of the crowd uh, got fanned. They were primarily Palestinians. Um, because they were responding to the fact that there had been an Israeli flag, uh, the the colours and the Star of David, I believe, uh, was 
projected that's the word I'm looking for, projected onto the Sydney Opera House because that the Sydney Opera House, if anyone isn't aware, in recent-ish years has become more or less a canvas for light projection illumination. Um, so that, I believe, started, I'm not sure of the year, but <clears throat> Brian Eno, I think, was behind the first Vivid Festival that was held in Sydney uh, which was basically just lighting Sydney up, lighting monuments up, putting projections on huge buildings, putting projections on the Opera House. Uh, and it became a thing. So every year we have a vivid festival and all that sort of thing. So it's, be it's really grown. So, yes, the uh, Opera House has become a little bit of a canvas. So this is kind of what sparked that. It was like um, support for Israel, I suppose, got projected onto the Opera House, and which was a bit of a dumb thing to do because, you know, being such a multicultural country, um, it was fairly obvious there was going to be a, a response or a, a backlash. Uh, so that's what happened. There's been a, a protest, basically. Um, and in this, this day and age now, uh, they're making it quite clear as well that uh, protests are required to have a permit. <laughs> Seven days in advance, uh, the paperwork must be filled out. Uh, uh, this did not happen with with this particular instance, so... That's one angle they're coming from. Um, so the gathering originated at the Sydney Town Hall, which is in pretty much in the heart of the city, and then they um, all marched down to the Opera House and gathered in the steps there. And there's a bit, there's some backlash because the police basically just let it happen. Um, it was just like the BLM. It was selective policing. So they're copying a bit of backlash there. Um, there was one fellow who was an Israeli supporter <laughs> who was pretty brave. I think he was just sort of all on his own, really. I don't know. That's what they made out on the news, put it that way. Uh, he was sort of waving the Israeli flag in amongst all the Palestinians that were condemning Israel. And the police ended up actually taking him away, which they were saying was basically for his own <laughs> safety, which in this case could have possibly been a quite true um so i've probably rambled a bit do you guys need to interject before we go to the video and uh, make sure that i i'm on the same page here you're saying that there was a a palestinian supporter that was waving palestinian flag in front of the israeli supporters or the vice versa other way around other way okay. around so this was primarily a palestinian group or of people were responding to the the whole israeli um support okay. that was being projected onto the opera house etc i mean there you know whether there was a projection or not i think there probably would have been the same kind of thing come out anyway it's usually what happens in these sort of situations um so yeah there's a few angles there but um yeah so he was sort of just on his own by the sounds of it uh and i i, I just feel that it's a bit stupid using the opera house for political things like that because you know who I can go into the projection in a minute because that's really interesting, but the whole principle of this somebody's speaking for everybody, and that's never the case, is it? Especially in a multicultural situation. So, as usual, let's take a step back and look at the bigger picture and realize that this is all for fanning the flames of division and using diversity as a weapon, um, because the diversity they've created. Uh, so, yeah, division, division, division. The Jewish community were told to stay home for their own safety, not to come out, not to go to the Opera House or anywhere like that, not to partake in any things because it would be safer if they don't. So, it, yeah, it's that's pretty divisive. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Now they, now they can broadcast a an image that enrages the Palestinian supporters and just get footage of angry Palestinians and not have to worry about dealing with people fighting each other if they tell the Israelis to stay home. Well, yeah. Um, like that. It, it's multifaceted. I think you yeah. wouldn't know where to begin there. Um, we could probably roll that video, Ashley, if you are ready for that, please. And this will give you an idea. Um, of the general mood, just for a couple of minutes.
The agonies of the Middle East are felt in Australia too. So here we have the Israeli government openly calling for genocide. We have uh, family in Jerusalem, we have family in Bethlehem, and we have family in Lebanon. We believe the Palestinian, like any other, has the right to self-determination and for freedom and to live in dignity and equality. That's why I'm here today. I'm a Palestinian that's never had the chance to go to her country due to the occupation, and I just want my family to be set free. It's our land, and no one has the right to take it away from us. Free Palestine! This was a protest against Israel and a decision to display that nation's colours on the Opera House sails. What's he being arrested for? An Israel supporter was detained for his own safety, say police. I've done nothing wrong, mate. I've just done nothing wrong. This is really unfair, guys. So do you know what we're going to do tonight? We're going to march to the Opera House. It went downhill from there. Well, look, I thought it was uh, an appalling protest. I, I, can't, I can't believe it went ahead. I, I condemn the protest. I just thought it was uh, terrible in the circumstances. And most Australians would believe that the circumstances of the killings in Israel over the last 48 hours are unambiguously horrific. There's no place for anti-Semitism uh, in this country or indeed anywhere else. We saw an extremely ugly and totally unacceptable display of not only anti-Israel sloganeering, but pure anti-Semitism. Uh, that was totally and completely unacceptable. Fahad Ali was one of the protest organisers. So what happened last... That'll probably do. Yep. ...from a minority of attendees. Thank you. You get the general idea. So there's a lot of unrest. Um, I mean, you could have been watching pictures of... Bloody Lebanon or Afghanistan or, um, or, you know, anywhere in the middle of Israel. It's, but that's Sydney. Um, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty unnerving as an Australian because, I mean, it's so bloody predictable too. Like to, to the T, it was so obvious that this is where things would eventually head. It was obvious 20 years, 30 years ago. Um, but no, 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 racism card was being called then too. So anyway, we all know this is engineered and the immigration has been, that's a social engineering. Um, lots of uh, militant 18 to 35 year old men there. Yeah. Um, that's my thought is like, <laughs> I think it's very difficult to know the truth of the situation at this time. But what I do know is that you better be understanding that we are being propagandized and that yep. these protests, these clashes, these all of this stuff, uh, the war atrocity porn propaganda that we're being shown, the stories that are specifically designed to elicit an emotional reaction. I just want people to be aware of that. I'm not saying that I understand the full situation of exactly what is happening, but I'm saying please be aware that this is being done. And please be aware of other times historically that we know when this was done. And it was done in order to manipulate people and to get them to go along with war. Um, it happened in the instance of the Iraq war whenever supposedly Saddam Hussein was invading Kuwait. So there was a Kuwait diplomat's daughter who testified in court that Iraqi soldiers were going into hospitals, they were getting babies out of incubators and throwing them on the ground, okay? So I have seen so many stories that are so reminiscent of that tale and it is working. People are losing their mind and they're calling for genocide. They are calling for uh, World War III. They're okay with that. 
You know, it's really disturbing that people have learned nothing after the last four years, after everything, you know, you see people that are starting to wake up about what happened in New York City in 2001. You're seeing people that were questioning the the entire virus narrative. You were seeing people that were questioning what was happening in Ukraine. And yet, as soon as this happened there, it was like they were basically they were activated from their MK Ultra programming. They were activated and they have lost it. And it's really, honestly, it's really fucking sad to see. If you go on uh, Twitter, so many people are, they're just saying heinous things and they are total war pigs now. It's very, I'm just, I'm really bummed by the whole thing. Not only do I think this is a psyop, not only do I think this is a play to get us into World War III, um, but I am so disappointed that people seem to have learned absolutely nothing. That is frustrating to me. (laughs) Absolutely. 100%. I agree with you there. Uh, There's, that's, that's basic rule number one. When you when you want to get the people on your side of a of a conflict, you tell them that the enemy is killing or hurting babies. I would only kicked off on YouTube, but that's what you do. You make you make stories or you focus on stories where that's happening, whether they're true or not. Play the heartstrings. Absolutely, and that's that's the fuel for propaganda. Don't eat the bullshit, people. Just just try to try to maintain a tempered. Uh, even uh, emotional state during this time just holds it together and it's going to evolve. You know, this whole narrative is going to evolve over time. Look at what happened and it's happening in Ukraine and all that. It's, it's going to change. Uh, they just want to get you riled up right now so that, yep. you know, yes, absolutely. Send, send weapons over there, send, send help, send whatever. Uh, just, they're they're trying to they're absolutely trying to manipulate you. Yeah, and As I they would always also... do. And yeah. uh, sorry, go ahead. I don't want to get off the topic. If you were going to say something on this topic, well, I was just going to say that uh, the official story. Not that I have done a ton of of digging at this time because I knew right away something is not right here. But if the official story is that the country of Israel did not realize because they were having multi-system failure that they were going to be attacked. I would ask people to please consider how preposterous that is. It is a surveillance state as most countries are in today's day and time. And it's like the big daddy. (laughs) Exactly. So there is no way that they wouldn't know. And you also need to look into the history of what was the actual founding of Hamas because there's people that are saying that Hamas was actually founded by Israel or helped to be created by them it's a fact to neutralize another you know group of people or whatever so you need to keep these things in mind while you're being told these stories to make you emotional and make you beg for the genocide of people and to make you beg for World War Three. Keep yeah, your fucking and, head right now, people. And they're using um, the usual tactics as well, which is um, yeah, a lot of Hollywood tactics. I've seen a number of – and let me just get this very, very clear. We're not in any way saying that this is all fake or that people right. aren't suffering or dying or sure. there's not atrocities going on. Who knows? We don't know. Not denying that at all. Um, not, not Holocaust deniers or apocalypse deniers or whatever. The fact is that I'm. I have. I remember things like Sean Penn and and Angelina Jolie and all those Hollywood people going to Ukraine with no body armor or helmets, uh, walking through the streets. What were they doing there? Okay, they're there to give drama lessons. They're there to give Hollywood set lessons. All that kind of their experience and things. Now I remember through that war seeing lots of different photos and bits of video if you look really hard in some of that footage you will see mannequins like i'm I'm talking mannequins with they don't even bother putting wigs on some of them or faces they're just mannequins in the background but they're so sort of 
you know, with the depth of field, they're, they're not in sharp in focus. So they just look like figures, but nobody really looks. But yeah, you start zooming into some of those things, you'll notice they're just movie sets. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen they're... some footage are coming out of uh, Israel already. One of them was that whore of Babylon that was on the back of the truck. Yeah. But and another one was um, a man carrying a baby and putting it in the back of the ambulance. That that was total setup. That was set up, and I think I think the baby was a silicon Hollywood prop, and I think the woman on the back of the truck was a silicon Hollywood body prop. Um, so we have to bear in mind that this this is happening as well to steer the narrative. Um, they own the media. They all own the media. The media is just a tool. It's not there to inform us. It's Correct. a tool. Okay. Correct. So anyway, back to back to Sydney. I just thought there was a couple of interesting things about the projection because I'm thinking there's no way they would not have foreseen putting the Israel flag onto image image onto the opera house was not going to stir up trouble. I mean, there's no way they couldn't have foreseen that. And then I looked into, you know, the projection like they can't just come out and say, Oh, it was a technical error or something like that because um, there's like 17 very finely tuned projectors that deal with projections on the opera house because the opera house is like five or six or seven, I don't know, I can't remember how many, might be nine, little sort of shell-like things. So they're very curved. It's not like a flat projection screen. It's very technically complicated to get these images correct, uh, like not distorted or anything. So, and the 17 projection cameras, and there's that number again, <laughs> 17. I looked that up too, and um, uh, yeah, you it's probably a bit irrelevant. You and your number, Stella. It's not just me. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Um, I mean, well, I, I, I consider enough. Jen, or I consider Stella and Jen to be, uh, shout out Jen, to be further down the rabbit hole. Of course, the biggies that I'm looking for, especially uh, today's day and time looking for 33 and I'm looking for seven. Um, so many, there's so many, but and, uh, yeah, mm. Stella's, Stella's definitely better at it than me, but I think there's something to it. And, uh, Stella before mm. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just want to throw this in there. I absolutely believe that they would know that this protest would happen and that they mm. allowed it and wanted it to happen, especially knowing what the overall narrative is that people mm. are wanting to, to turn the Gaza strip into glass. They yeah. had to know they were setting these people up. They're trying to make them look bad. They're trying to make them look anti-Semitic. They're trying to make them look like, Oh, look at these thugs. And they all the, like exactly what you said, the visual, look at these fighting age men. They've got fire. They've got, turbans they got scarves look how scary they are uh i yeah, believe well, like, it was allowed and and stoked and created like the blm stuff okay go ahead sorry um just to get one thing straight like I, i'm not knowledgeable about numbers and things i my my forte is not the the knowledge about this it's probably more the noticing of i do notice very intricate things and little details and part of that is because of my video editing background the other part is also my hypervigilance from certain things <laughs> from <laughs> bad marriage so I, i'm putting that stuff to good use so um that i don't want to claim any kind of professionalism in reading numbers or anything like that i just point them out because i see them and patterns and things like that anyway um so the 17 yeah i mean that goes back to the 17 goals too of the wef i mean 17 is a very prominent number i just think anyway um so like chinese it means hope and prosperity because one and seven is eight um, norwegian belief is that it has the power to ward off evil um italian it's actually unlucky in italian because the Roman numerals are XV11, or II, I should say, um, which then gets scrambled to VIXI, which the translation is I lived. In other words, my life is over. So <clears throat> it does have some significance in different cultures and things, but again, that also proves translation, doesn't it? Because some people think it's lucky and some people don't. So just another little thing to point out with differences of translations and what have you. Uh, so anyway, just getting back to Sydney, yeah, the whole temperature of the social climate is sort of going up a little bit there. They're certainly trying to make it happen and trying to fan the flames. Um, I don't know who that guy was that was trying to 
hyped them all up at the town hall, the very white-looking guy that was holding the Aboriginal flag, by the way. I don't know if anyone uh, picked up on that. No, but um, uh, if I may just quickly interrupt you again. Very so out of place, I think. What I wanted to also let people know is that because you do, well, first of all, you're very detail oriented. You do have um, background in editing and you pay extremely close attention to photos. So I just would encourage people to take what you're saying seriously when you're looking at photos and there's something isn't right there. You're very good at catching that stuff. And, um, you know, I just think I encourage people to take you seriously and to start looking at these pictures. <laughs> somebody <more>. should. <laughs> somebody, by golly, should. Uh, I know, I do. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Ashley. Don't don't talk me up, please. I never really do. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying for them to to take what you're saying seriously. Yeah, well, I mean, doing graphic design pictures... and stuff, I, I notice stuff because that's yeah. I'm looking at every pixel. As a video editor, I'm looking at every frame. So I can't help it. I just notice it. And I'm not trying to talk myself up and just say, I've got to be good at something, okay? That's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I'm that's, not a bad that's not, that's not true. But <laughs> I, um, I do think, and I would also say, if someone has a picture that they want analyzed, send it over and I'll share it with Stella in the Discord and see what she thinks. I could give an opinion. Yeah. Yes, certainly. I'm never short of that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's probably enough about that. There's a bit of unrest there. There's a lot of propaganda going on, thicker than Vegemite. Um, yeah, just, yeah. It's uh, happening all around the world, and that's what's happening here as well. We are yep. not escaping. Yeah, I know there are also protests happening up here in the States um, in, in various cities and things. I haven't been mm -hmm. paying too close attention to that, but I have been seeing glimpses of it. Um, right. But yeah, it's just, it's a serious situation, and I don't know. It's just everybody keep an open mind, keep your eyes mm -hmm. on things, and don't don't yeah. buy into the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, don't get caught up in the clashiness, clashisms. Because yeah, you can you can. There's some very um, emotionally driven stories out there right now, and you know you can get. Yeah, it's hard really not to. Because so, they're very mm. good at what they do. I mean, they've yeah. been working on this psychology of propaganda for, well, 100 years or more, probably. Mm. Well, I mean, it depends where you want to look back to, really, I suppose. Um, but, well, I mean, they have been. The royals ruling, it's all based on propaganda, isn't it, and psychology, and they have all their advisors. Oh, if you do this, the people will think that, you know, so. It's nothing mm -hmm. new under the sun, but um, so yeah, just don't get caught up. Just got to be aware of it. That's the main thing um, because, you know, I know a couple of people who are supposedly awake, but they still news watches and it's like, oh no, I just watch it to see what they're saying, you know, know your enemy. And it's like, yeah, but then I hear things coming out of their mouth where it's like, it's obvious they're taking some things seriously or they're, they're in fear a bit. And so like, I have to remind them, hang on, hang on. It's propaganda. Remember? Like, yeah. 99.99 percent of it yep now especially yep. We, we just want all of our listeners to to try to stay as sane as possible in in the clown world yeah yeah we'll we'll bring you the news trust yes. us <laughs> just listen to us we we know everything we'll tell you everything you need to know well I, okay <laughs> we the, obviously we don't and we're not claiming that however <laughs> we will at least give you an opinion that is not driven in order to try to control your behavior or elicit an emotional response. What I'm yeah, trying money. to money. Yes. But you can send I'm us a dollar if you like to do it. Yes, you can. Uh, <laughs> Dropbox and StreamYard ain't free. Uh, but no, but I want people to just think critically, just use, yeah, yeah. just put on your thinking hat. Just don't get, you know, don't, don't lose down. the art of, thinking critically yes, because don't get they're trying down to with the emotions that they're showing you they're, that's intentional and like we just said in this conversation they know that it's um yeah well news really is sort of like the fluoride of the brain isn't it yes mm. it is the dumbing down yes 100 percent. oh it makes it all it, it makes the brain stronger and uh more resistant to cavities <laughs> okay don't this more is resistant this is, to zombies i'm not sure yeah all right it's well, one step closer to um idiocracy yes uh let's 
steer a little away from that hardcore stuff and we'll we'll go to something a little brighter i think ashley's got something <laughs> news story for us well, I don't know that it's necessarily brighter, but it certainly is steering away from wow. this extremely heavy topic. So what I wanted to bring today was a little insight into Joan Rivers. Now, you may be wondering, why do I care about Joan Rivers? Well, maybe you don't. I'm not telling you to care about Joan Rivers. But what I'm saying is that this was somebody who was known as a truth teller and we also know that she made a claim whether she was joking or not that michelle obama was a trans you know a trans female meaning a biological male um let's all just calm down here yeah we all know she's trans let's just all calm down so <laughs> she was you know she would make bold statements and she passed away not long after that but in this particular uh, story that I'm sharing today, I the the Daily Mail is saying that there's been a new uh, deep dive, a series on on Joan, and it's saying that she suffered from an eating disorder when she was older. So this is one of the quotes that I wanted to read. Her friends claimed that she lived off Altoid mints and would just not eat food. I mean, uh, that sounds a little closer to anorexia nervosa than it does bulimia. But basically, the accusations is that she would severely restrict her calorie intake and try to suppress her appetite with mints in for the same reason that she is that, did Sorry, have, is that M-I-N-T-S, mints, yes. or is it M-I-N-C-E? Right, okay. No, mints. <laughs> Altoid mints. Mints, uh, okay. mints. So she... But they, they thought that basically it was because of the same reason that she had so much plastic surgery, meaning that she really cared about her career and she felt like aging was not received in the boys club that was stand-up comedy at that time. So this is something that she dealt with. Now, part of me wants to touch on kind of a female in a boys club, you know, I'm not big on feminism at all. I think it's highly toxic, but I do think that some of, in like most things, I think that there is some truth to that. It probably was pretty hard for her to have worked as hard as she did to break into show business at that time when she wasn't even allowed to say the word pregnant on live TV to, you know, to making it kind of in this boys club and then dealing with aging. So I thought it was an interesting topic to come up, you know, to bring up for discussion as someone who is not in, in and I don't believe in the feminist movement, but I do understand that it must have felt like an immense pressure for her to stay young, to stay very fit, trim looking, and to never gain any weight. Um, so just, I, I just thought it was kind of an interesting thing especially based on uh, the fact that, like I said, she was known to be a truth teller and I wish she was still around because maybe she wouldn't have bought into all this bullshit. Maybe she would have been the voice to speak out against it when nobody else was brave enough uh, to do it. Uh, how old was she when she passed away? Because she was pretty old. I don't know if she would have made it this far. Uh, I think she would have, but I don't know. Let me see. So it looked like she passed in 2014, but I don't see her age. Oh, she was that long ago. Wow. Yeah, I think she was in her 80s. Huh. Uh, well, she was having, her... was she having a cosmetic surgery procedure. Is that where how she died? This one was actually she died a under voice the knife. surgery. It was under the knife, but this was a voice surgery. This was not yes. cosmetic. And it's something that um, Monica uh -huh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Has, has talked about because she thought that something was suspicious about this. It was not a cosmetic surgery. And um, apparently yes. some, some things went were, were done that were sort of not normal. And, yeah. you know, she ended up passing away. But it literally wasn't long after she made the the jokes and the comments about the Obamas. So Monica always thought something was suspicious about uh, Joan yeah. Rivers' death. Yeah, there was okay. some kind of uh, malpractice going on during the surgery, and the, the doctors refused to acknowledge it or something like that, and they ended up – that's what came out after the fact. But 
Uh, yeah, I, I was never a big fan of hers, but I I do reckon I did respect her as a you know comedian and over the years and stuff like that. And and now that you know she's very well respected in the libertarian freedom uh, truthing theoryist community as being very based. So I I respect her for that as well. Yeah, at um, the very least, just somebody who who didn't kowtow to cancel culture. Now, of course, mm. it's it's ramped up a thousand times since 2014. So who knows where she would be. But she does strike me as somebody that would have the cojones to uh, to speak out. I, I hope that she would be. And, yeah, and I, I don't recall with... Sorry, go, go ahead, Stella. No, you, you were replying to. Well, I was just going to say that, yeah, I mean, she, she's a, a comedian and comedians should be bold and should be against the grain and should reject the kind of uh, stupid politically correct thing that the, the, the you know, uh, system tries to pin on us as being normal. And, uh, you know, the comedians and people that have been popping up and becoming popular in the past several years have not been uh, against the grain. They've been trying to uphold this uh you know, woke garbage stuff yes. that just destroys, it destroys comedy. Yeah. Um, they have so. come to woke, woke culture. And uh, you're right. Those are the people that are supposed to care about free speech. Those are the, the people that are supposed to make observations about reality and spit it back to you in a funny way that also causes you mm -hmm. to think. Now, Comedians that were doing that were canceled. So I'll give you an example. This is a controversial guy, but Owen Benjamin did not kowtow to woke culture. And he ended up being canceled everywhere. You know, they get dropped by their agents. They get dropped by their talent agencies or whatever. Uh, he even, like, got dropped by Airbnb. <laughs> I mean, it, it was extreme. It was very extreme. So he ended up dropping out of Hollywood because he didn't really have a choice. Um, I think what kicked it off for him was a joke about uh, transgender stuff and transing kids, but he, he just speaks his mind, but he ended up moving to, uh, I think it's Iowa and, or Idaho, something like that. And basically they have a homestead there and he created a streaming platform for his stuff that is supposed to be, you know, uncancelable and it continues to speak, you know, and say whatever he wants to say. Yes. Well put. Right. So if I could just backtrack a little bit, um, yeah. just trying to remember when you were talking about Monica, I, I remember having that conversation with her. Um, I don't know whether it was via comments on her show or something, but whether she was, it was on our show, I can't quite remember, but yes, uh, about Joan Rivers and how they, well, basically she had a throat slit, didn't she? In a sense, because she was under the knife for throat surgery. Um, and that is very symbolic of shutting somebody up. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that in there. Yeah. Yes. Monica, shout out Monica Perez. Pod mom. Monica Perez show fame, propaganda report fame, deep dives with Monica Perez fame, right? <laughs> yeah. Our pod mother. Uh, We'd be nowhere without her. She comes up often uh, in yeah. our discussions because she, she has excellent insight and she has it in a way that, uh, I don't know, it's just not really duplicated in uh, just in the movement. It's just really not. She's, she's just very excellent and uh, she's great at what she does. And she says it in a way that's usually fun. I mean, you know, she didn't, she never comes across as being black pilled, even in all these, you know, these dark circumstances and this um, observations on dark subjects. She's just very excellent at that. It's that laugh. If, as long as you put that laugh after everything, you can never get blackpilled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, really, really good. So, yeah, she, she was talking about Joan Rivers and very suspicious of this for a long, long time. Hmm. But it's, you know, it's 
here's something else that I think about, right? So I can be really self-critical. Uh, I'm working on this actively and have a goal to just like let go of negative self-talk and, and stuff like that. But I think it's easy to see people who are very successful, whatever that metric may be. In the situation of Joan Rivers, you see someone who's successful because they made it in Hollywood, right? They were able to go on to do all of these different things in that business and accumulate wealth and help others. And they're a big name and they're doing commercials or whatever. And you still see them dealing with the same issues that we do as regular people, you know, not that, and especially lately, like I don't assign, I don't think Hollywood is special. I just mean what you see and what you grow up thinking is like, oh, this person's successful. They have it together, X, Y, and Z. Well, maybe they do partly, but at the end of the day, we're all humans and everybody, even if you don't recognize it, you know, I wouldn't have thought that she has bulimia or that she dealt with an eating disorder. Although I could have made the leap to body dysmorphia because of the amount of plastic surgery that she had. Um, but I just think that's something to keep in mind. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um, they're usually, they've got it together because they've got a team of people keeping them together. Sure. And then suddenly when they get, you know, canceled or spat out of the machine, suddenly they're on their own. It's like, holy moly. I mean, look, look at Brittany. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. she probably tore most of her brains out when she shaved her head because she's just hasn't been the same since, has she? No, she lost it. Um, I don't know what happened to Brittany. I wish I did. And maybe one day she'll tell us, but honestly, MK she comes Ultra. across as yes, as MK ultra and somebody who has been severely abused to the point now that she is not functioning, uh, very well. She's at all freaky, in the man. most I mean, basic of senses. Yeah. That knife dancing she just did, which was fairly, <laughs> yeah. that was recent, wasn't it? That was, yeah. We weren't just looking at old no, it was recent. It, it almost didn't even look like her, but um, I'm not saying it was her, wasn't her, but it, she just looked like a, I don't know, possessed bloody woman yeah. crying out for something. Was what, she always? Oh, weren't you, uh, didn't you do a show with Brad? And yeah. Did that talked about that? Yep. Yep, we did. On the Propaganda Report, shout out Brad Binkley, our pod father. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Shout out, Brad. Uh, yeah, so Brittany now look, well, first of all, it's very hard to tell in Hollywood because of the amount of plastic surgery that these people go through. Often it's done very gradually and slowly. So it gives the illusion of them like aging into their face, like, oh, they're, they lost the baby fat or whatever. Um, so it's done very slowly. Now in, I have watched <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about Madonna looking like a Pleiadian. But, oh, she yeah, looks generally awful. Yes, as a general rule, it's done slowly and subtly. And I mean, mm. like tiny, like they'll have one original rhinoplasty. And then over the next, say, like 15 years, they may have two or three more. But the, mm. the changes are very, very subtle. Now, yeah. it's different in Madonna's case. She's, uh, she's off the rails. But it's just gone too far. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I watched an analysis of Brittany and this particular person who I found their stuff to be pretty credible, believable uh, before this seemed to think that she hadn't had that much done. But uh, the biggest difference is Brittany's nose from originally until now. But mm -hmm. she doesn't look like the same person. And she also always looks very unkempt, like her hair is always a mess. Um, she looks like she put on makeup but she slept in her makeup. Yeah. Like it, that's but it, it looks always like. looks like that. Eyes. Yeah. It always looks like that. It's very bizarre. Right. Um, so, well, the, yeah. the panda eyes does have a significance in the whole, well, in the SRA stuff, the satanic ritual abuse stuff and yeah. child abuse and what have you, um, and the black eyes and all that. So, yeah, it's all part of the, sh yeah. the now, facade, I, I suppose. I have considered it with Brittany. I don't know. I never thought that it looked that exaggerated, but it does look messy and it looks like she slept in her makeup. It never looks well done. It never looks put together. She always just looks kind of crazy. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. There's another thing about the cosmetic surgery that they're all getting. I was um, listening to – it was a really good chat actually on You're Missing the Point with Drew Misson. Shout out, Drew, um, that he just had with his Christian Conspiracy Coalition. I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, and, yeah, he had a couple of people on there. And, anyway, one of the points that came up was they were talking about sort of the you know, whether aliens are real, whether they're demons, you know, that kind of conversation that happens fairly regularly. And it was an interesting point that came up um, about the cosmetic surgery and, and sort of the general look of people. Like, because um, I've often thought that too, it's almost like people sort of just look like they're wearing a mask, but they're not because they've just had cosmetic surgery. It looks sort of almost not real and like um, charactery, like Barbie doll. <laughs> um and the point that was brought up was that it's sort of like the the new look is like the eyes a bit further apart and um and you know the, like the higher cheekbones it's almost like they're sort of starting to get us used to looking what aliens sort of the general yeah. image of what an alien looks like yeah so I thought that was an interesting point um and it, and it's it true is. when you start thinking about all these people with those kind of looks um and there's actually something uh there is a a term analogy a terminology for that and it's called a ponytail facelift and i'll see if i can come up with really um, okay a photo. Exactly. Yeah. I, I can imagine yeah it's like dragging the whole face like right back so, so much that so, your eyes get parted <laughs> yeah so what it is supposed to look like is in the way that if you have a really high tight ponytail that you it like will pull back your face here so it's especially from the cheeks and the eyes up and back yeah, no just making notes a ponytail facelift it, and it, I'll it makes, see... me, makes me think of that scene from men in black right in the beginning where that farmer goes out and gets his uh he gets eaten by the the bad alien right and his the alien's wearing his skin and he walks back inside and his his farmer wife looks at him and says honey, your, your skin's hanging off your bones there. And he reaches back and grabs the, the skin on the back of his head and pulls his head up. And he's like, is this what better? You know? And <laughs> Exactly. Yes. So I'm going to show uh, not a video, but I just want to show a video or a, a clip. If you're looking here, this is supermodel Bella mm-hmm. Hadid. So what you yep. see is First of all, the hair is pulled back really tightly, but the eyes are like pulled up and back, exactly mm-hmm. like what Stella was saying. And so it does give this that uh, almond eye, sort of yes, yeah. and a lifted eye. Okay. And so that is kind of the look, and it is known as a ponytail facelift. Yep, and the thick lips, and you know the really straight nose, and the yeah, it's all just a look that they've sort of gotten us used to. You remember Kate Moss? Do you remember her yes. as a model? Mm-hmm. She yes. had that kind of look too, didn't she? Just sort of naturally. She um, did have that. Uh, her eyes are kind of far apart, and mm. she had like kind of these big cheekbones, and that mm. definitely is kind of the aesthetic. And it is very common if you look at some of the videos of these people that have had <laughs> that have had it done. A lot of them have had it done. I mean, it's like the same, it's the same procedures that they're getting done. Mm. Uh, it's Yeah, they're all starting to look like each other, like morphing yes. into one androgynous single look, clone yeah. body meat bag. Yep. And the other thing too about the, the plastic <laughs> surgery for these really young people is that the ponytail facelift is done regardless of age. So traditionally a facelift would not be done until someone was a little bit older and maybe had some sagging skin that they wanted to address. But these guys are getting it done at a very young age, in addition to Botox, filler, lip filler, um, something mm. known as buckle fat removal. So mm. in the jaws here or like in the cheeks where you have like little chubby cheeks, there's the a pad of, yep, there's a pad of fat known as buckle fat. And it actually can't be replaced. It's very difficult uh, if you don't need that need i'm not i know you don't need it but i'm just saying like it's possible for some people that they have too thin of a face so it looks extremely severe but they're having the buckle fat removed from the cheeks to also give that more gaunt look Mm. in addition to this really pulled back thing so it it does track with the eyes looking further apart 
it's intentional. What is that that uh, drug, that diabetes drug that all the celebrities are taking nowadays? Ozempic. Ozempic. I think, doesn't that do that too? Give you that sunken in face look? So in a different way, they're saying that uh, if you take Ozempic and you, you know, get the results that you have something known as Ozempic face, which is basically facial sagging, but that in my opinion would be the same as if you lost the amount of weight fast or slow. I think it's just the sagging of the face. So that's different because the buckle fat can be somebody who isn't fat at all. They just have full cheeks and they just want to look like a gaunt. They want to look like uh, the scream. Seek. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they, listen. that's. Well, Celine, do you? Age naturally, people. You look so much better when you're, when you're, you're, you're real age. Why, don't get all this. Uh, you look gross. They ah, do. I mean, and I, I think you can get some of it done and still look good, but it's too much. These people are, especially for their age, like many of them are not even 30 yet and they're having all these fast plastic surgeries. So, and that's another concern that I have on that, you know, rabbit hole. First of all, do they know what being repeatedly anesthetized does to you? I mean, does anybody actually know? It can't be good. It seems like there would be some repercussions for that. I know it causes certain levels of your B vitamins to absolutely plummet, uh, which can cause some serious issues if you have a, a reaction to it. So that's one thing, just the anesthesia alone. The other thing I think it's, is, it's also pretty bad for depression and uh, mental health from what yeah, I've observed. I think that that may be the B vitamin issue. Um, and even things that are considered innocuous, like laughing gas, that can cause your B12 to plummet after one use. And and they don't tell you that you would need to, you know, maybe supplement or something like that. Um, of course to, not. And it's not outrageous. Up. You know, yeah. they're so advanced. They've got all these, you know, fancy schmancy machines, but they can't tell you to take a bit of B, B vitamin after you've had an anesthetic. I I've know, seen people right? plummet after anesthetics, badly, yes. like months yes. after. Yeah, I think it's dangerous. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is like, what uh, what is it doing to have your face and your, you know, cut into constantly, mm. Um, mm. you know, nerve damage? I mean, has there ever been a generation that has had this much shit done to them surgically than this cause, than this uh current age of like celebs looking at the Kardashians as a leading example. I, I do not know if there have been humans, maybe aside from Joan Rivers, who have had more plastic surgery. Um, and I think that there could be some real repercussions for that, not only for the example that they're setting uh, for what is considered fashionable, what is considered pretty, beautiful, aesthetically pleasing, but for their own health, what does it do to you? Is anybody asking that question? Does anybody care? I don't think and so. Not only that, but then they go and inject botulism into their face on top of it. So they're getting full of silicon and botulism and yeah. all the plastics that come into our food and everything. I heard the other day, uh, was it Was it 178 or 278? Whatever, it's too much. Um, chemicals that enter the, like in vitro, like the, the umbilical cord. Um, so before babies are even born, they're already being poisoned by plastics and chemicals and things. It's For just sure. and that's it's a disgusting um, symptom of modern life and progress. Yeah, and, and that, that doesn't even uh, count the injectables. Uh, that they encourage pregnant women to take, mm, and then those ones, the, yep. the other injectables that they encourage people, and, and not only encourage, I mean bully yes. into mm, giving mm. their their baby as soon as they are out in this world. Yeah, yep. that's those injectables. Yeah, before we get ourselves kicked off of certain streaming <laughs> services, uh, and let's move. And speaking of you know, eating right. Uh, I'd like to move us off this dark sure. course and into something new. So there's a uh, trailer park out in Oklahoma City who have noticed their cats disappearing. Turns out they're being eaten by anybody What's here to guess? Them? What's eating them kill? I, I can only imagine in Oklahoma... It's not going to be an alligator. 
Has uh, Trump been through there recently? <laughs> <laughs> that might be is, he, good... is he known to be a pussy eater? Grab it. Oh, there he you go. grabs for sure. Hey. <laughs> uh, no, it is a 13 foot long albino python has been hanging out in this trailer park for several months and the management uh, has as yet refused to do anything about it <laughs> on top of that they uh, they have sent letters out to everybody in the trailer park to under threat of eviction not to go and talk to people about this clearly that has uh, not worked because it's in the news now but uh, these people are living a little bit in fear of a giant snake that's creeping out and eating their cats <sighs> so do we have any word on why they're being told not to say anything about it listen if i see a giant python knowing that they are first of all invasive and second of all they're going to potentially eat my cats i'm killing that motherfucker well well at least at least calling a zoo or something so that someone can come and collect it and take it elsewhere death now they um, they okay. haven't they have that it's not around most of the time uh the first they just noticed when it's hungry yeah cats are just oh, horny. okay well uh <laughs> uh but they've they got pictures of it finally and uh, uh it's pretty damn big but they they did call a uh guy to come out and fix it and i don't know this article says that um they haven't done that yet because they're waiting on um renovations to some of the siding in the in the trailer park i'm not sure what specifically they mean by that but perhaps maybe some of the siding on the underside of the trailers and they don't i don't know that's where the snake lives i don't know i don't know what the point of that would be but whatever reason they're dragging their feet and these people are losing their cats and uh i don't know they don't they don't want the news of a giant snake in the trailer park to scare away potential new residents i suppose but mm. uh um you'd think that someone would want to come and get it because it's an albino which means it's you know it's probably rare worth a lot of money it might be someone's escaped or um abandoned pet which a lot of oh, these yeah. things usually are yeah, it's yeah. definitely not a native species to Oklahoma. Well, it certainly <laughs> picked the right far. place to be. Yeah. But, You're uh, muted, Ashley. I wish our buddy Stu was watching uh, because he could probably give us some input. I believe that he used to hunt pythons down in oh, Florida yeah. because so many people did exactly that. They would have them as a pet and they released them. They actually are pretty prolific and they became invasive. So now there is, I think you actually can get paid for hunting pythons down in Florida oh, because yeah, they want right. them out. Um, now, I was joking about killing it i probably would try to call somebody but <laughs> unless my cat was She's like tracking unless my cat was being directly threatened then oh yeah not okay. a problem for yep, sure yeah yep. but i i don't know if they should be killed anyway because they're an invasive species so. mm, i know it's always a hard one isn't it because as an animal lover you don't really want to see anything suffer because it's not that particular thing's fault it's just existing right um so that's the problem i always have even with you know i mean possums are really prolific in new zealand and rabbits here and foxes and things and it's like it's never fun to get rid of them yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'll tell off. you what though there is a a chinese spider that has invaded my area where i live tell us about it is uh, that yellow and black striped leg yeah. thing they're called joro spiders and they yeah. get huge like really big and they have these giant very thick strong webs that stretch across your house and yeah. they're disgusting looking i mean i i can't stand them and i i went and bought a uh one of those salt shotguns that's intended to kill you know house flies and stuff but they, it works just as well on spiders you go up to them and hit it with that and it's completely obliterated so i've Is for the past be like of years, close, you do have to be pretty close to to hit it but um it works, and I've I've seen a reduction in the amount of spiders this year, as opposed to the past couple of years. 
but they've they've really they've really taken over. I mean, the mm. uh, the theory is that they hitched a ride on a uh, one of those transport cargo container, cargo container, yeah. And uh, how the heck would they would they figure that out? I mean, it they probably come over all the time. There's no way that they could go over everything. Yeah, maybe. You see but some they, of the things people get through customs, you know. They um, started popping up right near where there was a a big, uh, like, transportation, not transportation, but a hub for distribution, distribution hub. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's right up near where I live. And so that's the theory anyway, that it mm. came across one of those containers, shipping containers. But anyway, I, I can't stand them. I understand they're living things and they're just trying to get by, but. They are displacing the regular spiders that live here, and they're just too fucking creepy. So I say get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have Joro? less. Yeah, I think we might get them in Australia, actually, because we do get a spider which looks very similar and, yeah, mm-hmm. sounds very similar. So I think we're pretty close to Asia. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to guess they probably are here too. haven't looked it up. But they're, there's spider do... webs everywhere. Every time I walk out there, I've got to carry a stick with me every time, everywhere I go. Because there's just sp- spider webs everywhere. Okay, Especially just a, get a shotgun. You Not allowed. Not allowed. No, I bet you anything that that would be illegal. Assault. Well, assault shotgun. It just <laughs> it's like an air air rifle that shoots blasts of salt. Yeah, it, we're not allowed to have air rifles even. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could. Well, it might get stuck in customs for all, but I bet you could legally own one of these things. I've got a potato gun, spud gun. Yeah. That was um, because the minor birds, I don't know if you get minor birds there, do you? Like Indian mm, miners? or No. No. Um, well, the Indian miners are invasive, but the noisy miners are native. So mm. we get the Indian miners and they're just, they're, anyway, they're really loud and they um, build nests like in your garage up under the eaves and things like that. And um, they always come back and the baby is just all day. All day long. It has brought me to tears once or twice when I was <laughs> in a very anxious time because I had it just going all day. So, yeah, I ended up going getting this um, spud gun because I thought, well, I can just sort of – it won't hurt them, but at least it'll, you know, if I can just do it regularly enough, they'll find somewhere else to go. Wait. And it, okay. it ended up – they were just eating the bits of spud. <laughs> Wait a minute. Eating I... them. Uh, I've we have a different definition of potato gun up here. Uh, what we do to create a potato gun, you have a, a big tube basically of PVC, <laughs> and there's right. a whole potato shoved down the barrel, and no, then you no, have no. like propellant, and you fire that thing, and it goes blasting off like a cannon. Is yeah, that I was thinking that. I was like, that would <laughs> no. not be heard out of the destroy. tree. It would be dead. It would yeah. not. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you verified that because no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a really little. It's like a little pistol, really, like a water pistol looking thing. Mm-hmm. And then you just you just basically get a spud and you dig the end of it into the spud so it um a little bit of the spud breaks off and goes down the barrel and then when you pull the trigger it just gets propelled out of the barrel. So that's all it okay. is. That we're allowed to have them. <laughs> they trust us with spud guns. <laughs> we we I remember building potato guns when I was a teenager. <laughs> Yeah, wow. those are but the ones the that I know about. That they will fuck a human up. Yeah, they. they These I are mean, like legitimate. <laughs> they ooh, will yeah. fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah, you could put cricket balls in them, I suppose. Mm, yeah. Cricket ball. Oh, uh, like the, the game. It's really cricket. hard. Yeah, like the game, game cricket. Gotcha. It's um harder than a baseball. About the same size, maybe a tiny bit smaller. Mm-hmm. But harder. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that energy. All right. On that note, I think we put our time time limit here. Um, thank you, Ashley, and thank you, Stella, for your news stories and insights this evening. And thank all of the listeners for listening to us and viewers. I think we may have a couple still left. We haven't scared them all away. Um, <laughs> Probably a couple of couch potatoes. Th- there we go. Uh, Ashley. How can our listeners and viewers get a hold of the Union of the Unknowns? Well, Keel, I'm glad that you asked. You can find us at Union, excuse me, unionoftheunknowns.com. 
that is our link tree page that has all the ways to get in touch with us, including our discord. We would love to have you join and you can get in touch with me. I run our Twitter handle at union unknowns over at Twitter. Um, and like I said, feel free to reach out to us. If you have images that you want analyzed, I can pass them on to Stella and see what she thinks. Um, yeah, but that sure. is, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's how to get in touch with us. So yeah. that's, that's only for me. What thirty five ninety nine per review? Yeah, I was just thinking I make a, make a little niche out of this. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Don't forget, don't don't listen to the propaganda. They uh, they're trying to make you want to uh, bring in military rule and make you ask for it. So um, mm -hmm. just ignore it all. Yeah, don't yep. do that. Go and go and plant a tree. Go and go and hug a tree if you're yeah. so inclined. Plant one and then hug it. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, guys. We are Union of the Unknowns, and we are out. Out. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.